<laughs> so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> and, and don't tell me what done. it's worth. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And I am disappointed that you subverted my authority with our adult son not five minutes ago. What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know. I tried to ground him and you laughed. (laughs) I don't even remember this happening. I don't don't really remember what it was in reference to. I also think it's funny that you call him an adult son. Well, that's what he is. I mean, legally, but come on. Isn't now. that what matters? <laughs> I guess. He's also listening, probably. But, <laughs> but also doing math homework. So right. anyway, here we are. <laughs> two, two weeks after the last episode. And uh, we got some great news about Wonder Woman 1984, which we'll actually be releasing, right? Yes. Uh, I've been like waiting and waiting and waiting to hear that they're going to postpone it again. And I was very excited to see that they're not going to be postponing it and that it will have a release this year. I mean, it was supposed to come out in like May, right? June. June. It was supposed to come out on Courtney's birthday. That's right. Yeah. And uh, now it comes out on Christmas in theaters and on HBO Max, which, which is amazing. Which means we get to watch it as many times as we want. Right. I, I've read that it's only on HBO Max for a month or something before it goes to... Well, I don't know what the plan is after that month, but if it goes to VOD, obviously we'll just buy it. Yes. Um, not that we need to watch it that many times in the span of a month. Every day for a month. Two, right. Two times every day for a month. Mm, I don't know if we're going to find that. We just keep it on a we'll look for every We'll, 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 we'll look for, for the, the right month. balance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what else? Your birthday's coming up, <laughs> which we're going skydiving in the morning yes. after Thanksgiving. And I don't know how much you want to get into the existential dread of the birthday. I'm very, very upset about seeing the end of my 30s, just as I was very upset about seeing the end of my 20s. Do you um, remember that? Yes, <laughs> I, I do. I do sure remember do. that. And um, it was a very sad day. And this one is just, it's going to be 33.3% sadder, I'm guessing, since... Well, like, no, more. Okay. we don't have to do the math. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying for each decade. Anyway, whatever. Um, so it's, like a quarter, 25%. Not a big no, deal. No, 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 no. You are wrong here. And this is why. Because when I turned 30, 10 years was one third of my life. Whereas now I am 40. It's going to be that much sadder. One third you'll get it when you think about it. Just, just know <laughs> that I'm right. I really won't. One third sadder, meaning like from when, like the sadness of whatever, just, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to get into it. Just know that I'm right. I think we can just go with 133% <laughs> yes. for every year. from now. On. <laughs> no. Oh, we have to compound it. I guess. It's like interest. <laughs> yeah. I'm you. really upset. I am 
very excited and not scared or nervous at all about jumping out of a plane. I know that that feeling might change as we get closer to the time to jump out, but... I have been uh, an increasing amount thinking about the things that will be said at my funeral, and I'm hoping it's not related to the skydiving event that's on our calendar, right? So, <laughs> Do you really, are you like really concerned for your life? Because I have not felt concerned for my life no, with the skydiving. I'm not actually concerned for my life. I, it has flashed across my mind that like, hey, uh, what if something goes wrong? But I know that the odds of that are, are very slim and for both of us. Oh, right, which is what so, I was going to say right. because Tegan keeps saying she doesn't want to be an orphan. An orphan. And but I think she secretly does. <laughs> I think she secretly based, does. <laughs> based on, uh, you know, comic book lore. But right. I'm just, I, you know, I try to tell her the odds of us both dying. Because it's not like we're going to be strapped to each other. That would, we would definitely die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when to pull it. When do you pull it? You pull it. No. <laughs> we just pull it right away. Just and... to be on the safe side. You know? <laughs> You need to be cautious about these kinds of things. I'm I'm very excited. I'm also very excited about dinner that evening because I am not cooking, obviously. Um, I don't know what you plan to do to feed me breakfast because we have to get up so early. Am I supposed to eat after the skydiving? Do you think we Listen, should eat before? We, well, I'm going to need to eat before. I'll tell you right now. Right. Nothing's going to be open that early. I guess I'll just have a yogurt and granola. Yeah. Listen, how much? It's per. It needs to be perfect. I'm going to be forty. That's how much. So okay. how much? <laughs> okay. Perfect well, day. Then I have some more planning to do. Do you want to see tears? I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yogurt and granola Are is you totally just fine. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, yogurt and granola really is totally fine. It'll be great um, as long as it's enough to settle my stomach before we head up and then it'll be fine and then i do need something delicious for lunch we'll just see how that goes we'll talk about next right time, <laughs> anyway this we week we spent too much time on that and i'm <laughs> yes. sorry uh, we'll cut it in post <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a big deal to me clearly at least clearly to me <laughs> <laughs> so uh this week we are talking about two movies freaky and david burns american utopia yes um it's an exciting a, week. Yeah. Yes. They're both very enjoyable, awesome movies. Uh, I have expressed my uh, concern that we are not talking. Not concern. I'm just a little disappointed that we're not talking about any books, right? Right. Because uh, we didn't really have any coordination on that on that front. And right. And I, I mean, I read plenty of stuff. But. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. I also <laughs> read things. <laughs> but uh, we just didn't do that together yeah i yeah. mean there is kind of like an absence just like everything else is kind of an absence of new books rolling out they're they're coming out but not exactly uh at the same rate as they used to and is that true because i haven't noticed because i have just such a backlog of things that i want to read that right so maybe not anymore i don't know uh i think there are definitely fewer things coming out that i want to read like we talked about maybe doing Still Water, which is Chip Zdarsky's new book. But mm -hmm. uh, I have had, the I think those second or third issues even out now, the, sec the first issue is just still sitting on the table. I don't know. I mean, 
the last series or the last run of American Vampire came out. I think it's 1976. But, I really but enjoyed that there, when we started it. Yeah, it's really good. And But then we kind of fell off. And there's a huge gap in um, what we've read versus where it is now. I read the first issue, bought the second, but it was pretty good, but not really, I think, something that we'll probably talk about here. Uh, I am excited about doing the Eleven Rocket stuff, though, which we talked about last time. I haven't really read it. You bought this companion book yes. uh, to go with our, our Love and Rockets. I thought it was a good series, purchase because right? there's not a whole lot out there as far as literature on Love and Rockets. So, you know, there's inv- um, interviews and there are some things that I found on Google Scholar, but like some of the better stuff you have to have some sort of something in order to read all of it. And yeah. And this is like a collected version of interviews and timelines and character. Yeah. Guides. It's just, it, I, I mean, I, I and guess it's from the publisher of the book, the Fantagraphics. So, right. Uh, edited by Mark Sobel and Christy Valenti, but yeah. So I thought it would be a good thing to have. And yeah. I just decided. And we had talked briefly before this. I was like, do you think we could get it in next episode? Probably too much. So I'm not sure what the next episode will right. be. Right. Next week next week's going to be a busy week. One of me climbing out of this depression about turning 40 and then also Thanksgiving. I thought that the jumping out of a plane would completely erase all the anxiety <laughs> of everything okay, else but that in your doesn't, life. That doesn't happen until It's a joke. I didn't birthday. think that was going to happen. <laughs> oh, okay. It's <laughs> like so every day super super sad until my birthday. Cool. It's going to be a good week. <laughs> you are going to be so thrilled to be around me. I have to work I think most I'm, of the week anyway. <laughs> I think I'm handling it okay. Anyway, we got to stop talking about the birthday. <laughs> I will st- I will try to stop bringing it up. So you, so you just watched the Chaos Walking trailer. Yes. Which is a series of books that I haven't read. Correct. You have read, but do not remember. I Not only do I not remember, I think I actively don't remember because... I read them all and was very excited, you know, reading, 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 and then got to the end of the third book, and I don't even really remember what happened, because I don't remember any of it. I just remember that I got to the end of the third book and said, why did I waste my fucking time on this? This was the worst ending ever, and then erased the whole trilogy from my brain. And our daughter is currently reading the books, and she's very into them, and also the movie has... A uh, really good cast, and obviously she is very excited about the movie coming out, and also the uh, you know the cast with Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. I think I've stained her interest in the third book, though, because I've talked about how it's the reason why I don't like the books, yeah, but I don't um, remember why, and she hasn't even. Through, I'm sure. I maybe I don't I don't even think she owns it yet because she hasn't asked for it because she's like maybe I don't well, want to read, read it. The second one, right? Yeah, I think like she, she has. Was, she's been asking for the second one. No, she has it. Does she? Because we took her to Barnes and Noble, and I thought that that's what she was going to buy, and she Mm-mm. ended up with Sirius Black's wand. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. No, she has it. I'm almost positive. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that I bought that for her a while ago. Anyway, the trailer looks interesting. Pretty good. Yeah. Whatever. I I have no reason to talk about it other than that she's excited and that it looks okay. Yeah. So we'll just move on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides the movies we watch, we watch a lot of TV, but not a lot of it is maybe worth talking about. 
we've watched a lot of the new season of the voice. That's one of those things that we just kind of put on and have on while we're doing other things, whatever it's right. But it's been good and a lot better than the way they had to finish the last season, which was in, in quarantine with home videos of people. And that completely um, did not work. Yeah. I think we like went five minutes into it and we're like, "Mm, I can't watch this anymore. So I think we're more stubborn than that, but (laughs) it was definitely, I don't even know. I think we didn't even get through a full performance a full in-home performance. I'm almost positive. Mm, that doesn't sound right. It, okay, that's fine. But mm. I am right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say something, but I don't remember what it was. It just flitted right out of my old brain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, everything's going to be described as old from now on. So. Well, I don't know how else I can do anything. I can't do anything youngly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Youthfully. You, you, can lose, <laughs> you, you can youthfully do a lot of things. No. I can't even use words. <laughs> okay. It's the uh, connections in your brain as you get older. This They're just mm, gone. Yeah. That's from the musical. Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, we've also started watching The Queen's Gambit, which we really enjoy. I love I it. I think everybody's talking about it. And it's seven episodes on Netflix. But we don't really want to talk about it because we haven't finished it. Right. It's it's really good though. Honey mm-hmm. Taylor Joy, her girl from the New Mutants. <laughs> she is so amazing. She really is. I really enjoyed her in Thoroughbreds as well. Um, I mean, I think anything that I've ever seen Emma. her in, she's just such a star. Emma, ugh, beautiful. Anyway, she's she's a star. She's I don't so talented. I don't even know what else to say. Yeah, and I think the series is just it just moves really well. Yeah, and it's very. I mean, she faces a lot of challenges, obviously, but overall, it's just kind of a very uplifting watch, right? I think so. Um, I I feel like it's really real. It seems like it could be a real story about real people. I was actually kind of shocked to learn that it's not. Yeah. You know, maybe that's just me. Like, I don't... No, I was shocked to learn that it's not as well, because it seemed like such... It's such a story that, you know, there aren't any... things that happen where you're like, oh, eh, nobody. Yeah, so this, this didn't is, actually happen, Yeah, this right? is. But yeah. it is based on a novel. And I 100% thought it was like a biography. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we also finally, I mean, you've seen it, but we finally together watched Little Women, the newest Greta yes. Gerwig edition, oh. which is on HBO Max, which was very good. So very happy making. It. I love that movie. I loved that book. I I think that there's a reason why they have adapted that book so many different times to television and movies. I mean, I, I don't even know how many different versions of, oh, yeah, of this story there are. There's so many. And you've read the book. Yes, yeah. And, a ton of times when I was a right. kid. Mm-hmm. And so you were a good guide to kind of watch it with and point out some of the differences in timeline, whatever. And if I asked who these people were, the only reason that I know anything about the book is from episodes of friends or an episode of friends (laughs) where they uh, put the book in the freezer. But, you know, I really did enjoy the movie. I I would say the only thing I didn't really need was the way that they do the, um, what do they call it? When you're just like facing the camera and talking to it and narrating like the letter that they, the letters that they wrote back and forth. They only did it a few times once in the beginning and twice towards the end. Like normally I can just be whatever about that kind of thing but it's so different than everything else that's going on in the movie that it almost took me out of 
Oh, really? What was happening? I don't yeah. know. I guess it's a little jarring, but I don't know. I didn't. I guess I didn't feel that affected by it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just not a choice I would have made if I was <laughs> making the movie. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> and, and don't tell me what done. it's worth. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, the only other thing I have before we get into the movies that we watched was the some of the food TV that we've been enjoying which we've never really watched somebody feed Phil, although I've seen it on Netflix a lot, um, just as like a suggested viewing thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was good. I think it's fun um, to watch. It's it's nice that there's, I don't know, three or four seasons built up and you can kind of scroll through and just pick the location because yeah. he goes, travels to all these different places and meets up with people and tries food and uh, you know, I don't know how many times that you've called him delightful yeah. as we've as we've watched the show. I think that's my word of choice for anything that I like that's uplifting and sort of merry right now is delightful. So that's my favorite. I'm I'm trying not to use it as much because I realize how much I use that <laughs> word. Um, but I do feel feel like it's uplifting. It tells stories about people as well as stories about food. I think some of the best things that we watch that are food related do that as opposed to it just being about a dish or whatever. But this does it in in an effective way where it doesn't, there's no like real deep dive. So it keeps it kind of light, but also brings important issues to the forefront, especially the, was it the, when they were in Singapore, maybe? Well, which issue are we talking about? I don't. Issue? (laughs) Oh no, just about the, (laughs) the, the cultural cuisine and how that's sort of dying. Oh yeah. All the, what um, was that in Thailand? All the like little areas where they have the food where people buy all their food, right? Yeah. It's like prepared food, but nobody wants to do those jobs anymore. And even though it's very, um, it's something that I think culturally they depend on a lot. Uh, right. And you know, oh, man, I don't, I wish I could, I wish it was fresher. In it's my just mind. older people, and, you know, their children don't want to go run the family business. Anyway, yeah. just stories like that, things like that, that tell about how people communicate through food and the dishes that they make. And it's great. And I love the little snippets in every episode where he's talking to his yeah. aging father <laughs> and his dad always has such a stupid joke, which is always I mean, cute. Some of them are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just like... um yeah, I, I it's just a, it's had, a great format and it's fun to watch. It's one of, it's another one of those shows that's fun to just put on when we're doing some other things. I mean, I like to sit and watch it too, but it's great. And the other one that you know, food TV related was worth it, which uh, for some reason we thought there was only two, two seasons, seasons of, it. of it, and there's six. There are, six. are there six? I thought I was just going to say four, but it's no, a, maybe it's, no. I'm pretty sure it's six. There's quite a few more episodes than we were uh, aware of. Uh, for whatever reason that is, but I'm very excited about that. And we've been watching a lot of that. And I like uh, it. I wish that there was one for like an area where we live, but it's not like we live in like a cultural food center or anything. I mean, they travel outside of LA uh, frequently, but most of it, their stuff takes place where they live. So yeah. And the, the newer season that we've been watching has Dave Chang in a couple episodes and, Mm -hmm. We were introduced to him through, I think, the Ugly Delicious series on Netflix, right? Yes. And then uh, he kind of got involved with The Ringer and has his own podcast and 
spun that off into uh, a new a new podcast or spun off um, in addition to because he's still yes. doing his Dave Chang podcast, but now they have the Recipe Club, which I have not personally subscribed to yet, but I right. know that you have. Yes, and I joined the. I think the only place that you can get the recipe links is if you go on their Facebook page for group, the recipe for their group for the recipe club yep. podcast. Um, so I did do that. I don't usually do that. I don't spend that much time on Facebook. Um, but rather than trying to find those things online on my own, I did that, but I really like the recipe club. It's fun. Yeah. I listened to a couple episodes before they, yeah, before uh, they branched off, made their own feed. And I probably will subscribe to the new. I mean, I like listening to it, even though I'm not the one who does the majority of the cooking in the house <laughs> or any of it. But sometimes it's it's fun just to, you know. I guess it all depends on who's talking about it, right? Right. And these, it's not like a rotating cast. It's the three people who usually. No, do it, right? actually, it's there is a rotating. Is third there a chef. fourth person? No. So oh. Priya Krishna, I think is her name. If I'm remembering, it's definitely Priya, but um, she she did the recipe club, the two episodes they did as part of the Dave Chang podcast, and then she did the first episode on recipe club podcast, and then they're going to rotate through. It's if you listen to like sort of their introduction, like the recipe club diaries, which is on the Dave Chang podcast, they talk about like logistically how difficult it is to try yeah, to, no, to I've do heard this. Talk about how- long it takes yeah so it makes sense that the third person would potentially like rotate out and be someone else because i can't imagine committing to something like that in addition to doing all the other stuff that you have to do i mean if that was my only job then sure uh i think that's probably it as far as yeah we can. other things we can talk about these two movies we watched do you want to talk about david burns american utopia first no Okay, <laughs> let's, let's move right on down to Freaky then. Yes. So this was a movie that was just under our radar until it came out. Like it was just out all of a sudden. And yeah, I had remembered seeing a few, what do they call it when you see like a little interview snippet, but it's not an actual trailer for the film. But one of those, like I'd seen a little bit of that where the actors and some of the cast like talk about the filming and being excited about the movie release, um, but not actually seeing any trailers for it. And then because of that, it just kind of flittered away out of my old brain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was, it was here. I mean, it's the movie's called freaky. It's a freaky Friday, um, play on the freaky Friday theme. Yeah. Right? But and it's also, uh, remember that movie vice versa with, Fred Savage and uh, Judge Nelson? <laughs> no. What? Okay. I mean, it's basically, it's the same thing as Freaky Friday, but with boys. Okay. But this one is Freaky Friday, but with murder. Right. <laughs> and teenager. So the teen girl and the, you know, serial murderer switch potties. And uh, I don't know. It was, it was really good. It's written by Christopher Landon with um, Michael Kennedy the Christopher Landon guy was heavily involved with uh, it's a Blumhouse movie and they were involved with Blumhouse through like the paranormal activity movies. Did you listen to his interview with Sean Fennessy on the big I picture? I did not. No, it was pretty good. I think it was worth a listen anyway. 
yeah, the movie itself has Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton um, as the people who switch. Mm-hmm. And I think the casting was really well done, which the guy said, like, when he was writing the movie, the person that he thought about for it was Vince Vaughn because he's physically imposing, but he has a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of stuff to do in the movie. Right. A lot of comedy to pull off and... Uh, I don't know. Catherine Newton as the teenage or the high school girl. I think you had IMDb'd her and said that she had been in Blockers and Mm -hmm. Detective Pikachu. But yeah, overall, the movie was just uh, really good. I mean, there's a lot of graphic violence, which was difficult sitting in the theater with Jake. Right. We're never really sure like what to let him watch or if he's. Uh, what he's comfortable with. Right. Uh, I don't want to uh, scar him for... (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or whatever. I know he's 17, but almost 17. Yeah, Yeah, he just doesn't watch a lot of that kind of stuff, even though, like, he'll see a trailer and be interested. But then, like... So I was just... Spend a a little bit of time covering his eyes. Yeah, my hand would just cover his eyes, and he totally let me, which (laughs) means it was probably a good choice. Because if not, he would have been like what are you doing? Yeah. And, like made my hand move. <laughs> and, you know, um, and then it just for the stuff that was like really, really gory. I was yeah. like, eh, maybe he doesn't need to see this. And Tegan really, I mean, anything, anytime you tell her like, this is a Blumhouse movie, she's down, she's ready. She's very excited about basically anything we try to get her to watch under that umbrella because yeah. uh, she's just, she's a teenager who lives in 2020. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but is also kind of into the weird, gory, horror, whatever. I mean, she spends a lot of time right. watching Criminal Minds. She started a season of, uh, what's it called on Netflix? Um, yeah. American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was pretty graphic in certain places, just mm-hmm. the one episode that we watched. but And this movie got like progressively weird. As he spent more time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in this swap situation. I mean, you know, he spends a lot of time trying to convince the high school friends that he's the girl trapped in this body. <laughs> Spoilers, but whatever. You know, he ends up in the backseat with this high school crush of the girls. And they're like, this was... It was really so, a new level of yes, weird <laughs> and such awkward. Such a new level of weird and awkward. <laughs> I mean, making out in the backseat with... I mean, what's Vince Vaughn now? 50. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I laughed so hard. I thought that there was no way they were actually going to, to do that. And that's it. And right? then like, they did. You just think that it's something's going to happen to stop what's happening on the screen. And when it doesn't, um, it's almost too much to handle. Yeah. But I think <laughs> we all we all got through it. It was okay. <laughs> and and we uh, made it out the other side, yeah. to the other side, um, only mildly scarred. Yeah. So <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. It was, it, I liked it. I, I'm excited. I'll see that again when it um, is streaming for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if you had anything else for Freaky, but no. um, it was just fun. It was like a. Yeah. It was, it was just fun. Good, it was smart it was and we liked it. a good fun movie. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing that we watched was Amer- David Burns, American Utopia on HBO Max. Yeah. So I had no idea about this. I don't know where, well, I can guess where you heard that this would be a good thing to watch. Do you want to guess? Big picture podcast. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so 
I'm glad that you did. And I wasn't like, eh, I'm not in the mood. Right. I mean, I tried to put it on a couple of days ago and it was just kind of like, well, maybe not. Just mm-hmm. because I think part of, obviously part of our experience with this movie is that we kind of went into it with no context. Completely no context. Yeah. And I mean, yes, it's directed by Spike Lee, which by the way, I think was a great choice. Yes. Just, it seems very out of the box um, because it's a music. It's a Broadway musical. And it's not even like a regular Broadway musical. It's a very different kind of, it's not what you, it tells a story, but it's also, it's not telling a story the same way that right. if you go see Wicked or you see Hamilton, where it's telling a story about a man in his life or a woman in his life and like, or a situation. Yeah. And I think that the way that he, sh- we don't watch a ton of filmed Broadway plays, but just based on some of the articles and based on just my my experience watching it, I f- feel like it's a very different take on how you can actually get in, get people in into an experience that's kind of beyond not just filming it on stage, but beyond what it would be like sitting in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, I saw it described as a diorama, which I thought was really uh, apt. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Just a really good choice. Uh, very surprising, but doesn't really matter. It's just really well done. It's very creatively performed. Um, I don't know who the artistic director was on the original show. You know, the involvement of whoever put the movements of the dancers and the band and the whole piece itself. It's it's so out of the box and it's in this box right? It's so <laughs> like diorama, which, you know, um, I hadn't heard, but perfect to describe. And then, uh, you know, the color, there's like no color, which kind of lends itself to this performance. Cause you think it's going to be kind of visually drab or boring kind of, it, but it's, it's not cause it, there's just so much energy. There's just so much energy that the monotone color kind of makes everything else stand out more with everything else that is happening. You really get to see the things that you're intended to see without being distracted by this or that. And yeah, I mean, we didn't even know who David Byrne was. Not by name. No, (laughs) no, not by name. I mean, we watched maybe 20, 30 minutes and then had to pause it real quick. I think it was like two or three songs. And I was, you had to leave the room for a moment. You know, I was like, I, I think this guy sounds like a guy from a band in the eighties and you were like, I don't know. And so I Googled it and that's exactly what it was. Late seventies, early eighties. I don't think I was that dismissive. I was like, you know what? That seems perfect. Let me be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, I I mean, I didn't intend to make you sound dismissive. I just think Mm -hmm. you were like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So he's, yeah, he's was the, you know, lead singer, songwriter, and guitarist for Talking Heads, which other people who aren't us would already know that just by his name, you know. Um, yeah, and and one of the things about the show is like once you know that, it was kind of a different change the lens of my experience, right? Like I'm watching this and I have no idea how he's kind of weaving his story through these songs, which are not really interrelated, um, but he's kind of using them to build up his the story that he's trying to tell and Mm -hmm. the point that he's trying to make. Uh, But when you realize that there are songs from his catalog, whether it's as a member of the talking heads or his solo career, whatever, 
just kind of takes on a different feel or dimension. Right. And also helped me understand why the audience was so into it. Right. <laughs> because they are. Like, you can tell. It's almost like, uh, what is it? Mystery Science Theater 3000. Where you see the you head, see the shadows, the shadow heads, yeah. yeah. Uh, but people dancing and jumping, and uh, I was like, "Wow, these people are really into this Broadway guy, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they've seen the show five times and they're here for the filmed version and they really dig it. Uh, and I've never heard of it before, which I know it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was brilliant. I liked the. Um, camera work and the different angles and um, I thought the band was so talented and his two um, backup dancers there yeah oh, <laughs> gosh I mean there was no part of this where I was like I didn't need that right it was just such a perfect piece I feel like it was so good and all of the music sounded familiar until it actually like there were songs where I was like I actually really do know this song which he saves you know, for the appropriate place it was a little sad uh, because, you know, he wrote the bulk of these songs. I always want to say 20 years ago, but it was really, you know, <laughs> like 40 years easy, ago. Easy. Um, <laughs> and the messages that are still appropriate now that are like kind of depressing and, you know, it's sad just sort of the take on like where we are with how humans treat other humans. And, you know, I mean, things are better, but things aren't better. So. Yeah. It's definitely kind of a, a journey through perception and American democracy. And I mean, he kind of gets to the, the utopia part is, I mean, it's called American utopia, right? Right. Uh, but it's where people vote and there is representation and he mm-hmm. doesn't, kind of make it i mean that part's not super preachy uh I know no some, none of it is yeah. it's just there he does take uh the one song what was it um janelle monet mm-hmm. uh she did a protest song right mm-hmm. she did it at a women's march i think she performed it and he asked permission to yeah to how would you feel it? about an old white guy doing this song Is, he uh, said um a white man of a certain age yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was all very good. I'm trying to find the name of the, oh hell you Tom Bout. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was good. It was all good. I don't know. I don't know if we have anything more to say. We're not um, theater critics or anything, so <laughs> right. I would definitely recommend watching it. I actually kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, uh, and you know, Tegan for some reason was uninterested. I want to make oh, her watch it. Yeah, and I think Courtney would really love it. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Uh, so we should go uh, force them to do that and uh, wrap up here. <laughs> did yep. you have anything else? No, I did not. All right. So we'll come back maybe before 11 Rockets, but uh, I guess it depends how long it takes us to record. And, you know, if we survive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, if one of us is going to go, it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like it's me. But if it okay. is you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, that's it <laughs> it was fun it was smart we liked it and we hope to live see you <laughs> bye